And we're back. Hi. So, and we're back. So, now we're going to do our NHL playoff preview of the rest of the league and uh, just kind of give our thoughts on that real quick. You know, we're pretty much a blue-centric podcast, but we're both still NHL fans. It's true. So, we like to give our thoughts. We still might do this for uh, the rest of the playoffs just to... uh, Get some other content out there too, which That's is true. nice. We got to keep uh, we got to keep track of everyone else who's in the Blues path. So, uh, yeah, there's some nice responses from our last interview with Beyond Checkerdome guys. Yeah, those guys are great. So it was nice to have them on. So maybe maybe later in the playoffs, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, on us. I know uh, Tyler was actually in town. I said not in Montana. I saw on his Twitter today. He actually at the Detroit game. I was like, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> so, but it was it was nice of those guys to come on. So. Let's go into some of the series not being the Blues Blackhawks series. So one that was made on the last day of the uh, season was the Colorado Avalanche and the Minnesota Wild. Avalanche finished in the Central, first in the Centrals, going from 29th last year to first in the Central. I mean, props to them. Is there any doubt that Patrick Wall wins the Jack Adams? Uh, If he doesn't, it's a travesty. And Nathan McKinnon's got to win the Calder. Yeah. So it helps that you get Nathan McKinnon in the draft, too. Dude, look, the team is... Plus, Joe Sacco was awful, so that, that helps, too. Totally. Yeah. 100%. You know, this is a team that's had a proud history. They went through some lean years, man. And they, they, they cleaned house. They brought in new front office guys. They brought in a, a new head coach who was part of the glory years of this franchise. And Joe Sackick. Is the and Sackick. So. And, you know, they, they brought it, you know, they were lucky that they got the number one pick. And everything clicked. And the team started off red hot, cooled a little bit, but never really fell off. Yeah. And I felt like this was one of those teams that all season long, You're waiting everyone was kind of like, okay, you're still Colorado, and you're not going to be there yet. When is it going to fall apart? And it never did. And as a matter of fact, you know that team. Let's let's not minimize the collapse that the Blues had, mm-hmm. but that team had to overtake an eight point deficit in the division in two weeks. And they did, so. and they did it, and they did it. Uh, I don't think that there's a hotter team in the NHL right now going into the playoffs than the Colorado Avalanche. Yeah, so uh, Minnesota actually was not uh, doing that bad either. Uh, Ilya Brzezgalov goes uh, 5. He's 5-0-3 right now. Yep. Uh, He's turned it on. I mean, basically everybody down that trade really bad. at the. They were saying you need to get Ryan Miller. Well, I think, look, here's the thing. Everybody wanted Ryan Miller. Everybody did. Well, they were like supposedly like the other quote unquote other team that was heavily on. Yeah. on well, they don't have Doug Armstrong. No. A side note, which I read today, uh, so it came out today. What uh, Calgary apparently when they trained Bowmeister last year. Yeah. So there's two teams that were in the finals for it. It was us and Detroit. Detroit wouldn't give out a pick, and that's why they. That's why Calgary went with us. But guess what? The two players they gave up. They're willing to give up. The Blues or the Wings? The Wings. Who? Uh, Tomas Tatar. Okay. 
and Gustav Nyquist. Wow! And they turned it down, and they went with Rito Berra, who they've already traded to Colorado. Um, Mark Kundari, who started off on their team fine, and then got sent, actually traded to the Blues AHL franchise. Yep. Meaning he could never get called up the rest of the year. Sure. And a first-round pick. So, think of how different both of those teams would be right now. All three true. of those teams. Think of how different the Blues would be without Bo Meester. How different Detroit would be without Tatar and Nyquist. Yeah. And with Bo Meester. And how different Calgary would be with Tatar and Nyquist. Yeah, just, yeah, man, it's hindsight, you know, obviously. but It's you know, worked out great for the Blues. I think it's worked wow. out great for the Wings, too, because Nyquist is... In, on fire. Turning on, no, could be their next superstar, which... Yep. Somehow they find those guys. But anyway, oh. back to uh, the series. So Colorado, Minnesota. Colorado has the home ice, finishing yep. uh, basically the number, quote-unquote, number two seed. Number two seed Getting the, the first wild card seed, who is Minnesota. So uh, I think this is an interesting series. Um, There's definitely know. familiarity. I mean, it's... Yeah, both central uh, rivals throughout the uh, rivals, at least central uh, centric teams. I'm just trying to look for different things about the series, but uh, pretty much, I I let's like go what with, Minnesota uh, has done, but until somebody proves that they can beat Colorado right now, I don't think you can bet against them. That team is riding an immense wave of confidence. They are finding ways to win when they shouldn't. They're beating every team who's put in front of them, and I just don't see. Minnesota beating them in a seven-game series when four of those games, theoretically, could be played at the Denver altitude. Mm-hmm. Which is always the other factor when you're playing Denver, or Colorado, I'm sorry, not Denver, but when you're playing Denver, in the but... city of Denver is the altitude. And I think that Colorado wins this series. I think they win it very easily. And I'm going to say Avalanche in five. Interesting. I am going the exact opposite on that one. Really? I am thinking uh, Minnesota is riding in just as good as a wave as Colorado is coming into the last uh, part of the year. Um, I think they're all clicking. I think their goaltending is rounding into form. Um, since they're getting healthy, uh, uh, McKill, Michael Granlin, is uh, on the way back, who's their third-line center, uh, second-line center, I guess you could say. Um, Darcy Kempfer, who was started off really well, cooled off a bit, uh, is coming back, so it looks like they'll be able to have. And Josh Harding has been practicing, so maybe he might yep. get his medication balanced out because he was basically the reason why they started off really hot this year. Correct. So you might be able to get one of those guys back. And Bruce Gall has been lights out. Um, I think goaltending on each side can be lights out, or it can be uh, cluster F on each yes. side. Yes, I think Varlamov has uh, shown that he can be very solid. I'm not even downing him on that. I think he's a very good goaltender. But I also think that he can be uh, question mark at times. Like last year, he's shown that he was at times a question mark. And the Blues early in the year actually uh, knocked him out twice. Yep. So, I mean, uh, it shows that. And Brisgolov, I think the Blues knocked out the earliest year before. And that actually, that's the one of the th- overtime losses. Correct. Uh, so, I just think that at the end of the day, I'm going with Minnesota in seven. Wow. I so think it's going to be. Minnesota. To win a game seven in Colorado, I am. I think. Uh, okay. I think the stars are going to come out for them. I think uh, Parise is uh, Parise is a proven playoff performer. Um, True. 
I think Ryan Suter is one of the best, in some people's opinion, the best defenseman going right now. Also true. Um, I think their defense at times, I think, is overrated. But I think yeah. it's solid. I think the outside of Suter, I don't see them having too many guys that are standouts. But I think they're all solid. I, I Well, look, I, I'm not going to knock Minnesota. Your Minnesota finished fourth in a division that had Colorado, Chicago, and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. That's not an easy division. Yeah. And other solid teams. I mean, Nashville yeah, is dude, okay. Both of the wild cards in the West are out of the Central Division. so Which you saw about Nashville today, right? Yeah. Trots out? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um, you know, so let, let's not sneeze and say that Minnesota is a wild card and they just snuck in. Like, that team fought heavyweight battles every game of the of the season. Yeah, Central was stacked this year. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I I see your points. I just think that right now... The way Colorado's playing, that crowd is going to be so loud that I just don't see Minnesota getting out of there with anything but a down 0-2 going back to Minnesota. I, I, I just don't. I think, I think Colorado takes both of those first two games at home, and and I think Minnesota squeaks one out in Minnesota mm-hmm. And goes back to Colorado, down 3-1, to one, and Colorado shuts the door in Game 5. Yeah, I think last year, though the record doesn't show when uh, Chicago beat the Wild in 5, but every game was... Very uh, tight. Very tight. Very so tight. That's why I think... Um, Minnesota's a great team. That's I, why I I'm think taking Minnesota nothing is, away from Minnesota. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, that's why I think Minnesota, I think, has the uh, chance. Though Also, they play a very good defensive system. Not, Dude, so I would love I think, to be wrong. Yeah. I, because of the way we've played Minnesota, except for that last game, I would love to be wrong. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see Minnesota take Colorado out. I just don't see it happening. Yep, so this is uh, the other half of the West. So whoever uh, the Blues Blackhawks is going to play, no matter what happens, correct, uh, plays the winner of the Avalanche in the Wild, which is how the new playoff system works. Which I love. So let's go on the other side of the West, which basically all out West. All California and Texas. We'll go with the we'll go with the that series first. The Ducks and the Stars. Stars getting in on the second to last game of the year, and the Anaheim Ducks uh, barely getting the top seed, but they've been solid all year. So uh, the one versus the eight seed, um, former uh, division rivals last year. Yep. Uh, this year, uh, obviously Dallas moving to the Central. So this rivalry is a little. Uh, not as good as it used to be, but I think it's still a good series. Absolutely. But at the end of the series, uh, Anaheim, I think, is going to take this. Um, their goaltending is somewhat of an issue. Not issue, but an interesting thing that's happening right now. Yeah. Uh, Jonas Hiller, who won 14 in a row earlier this year, if you remember. Yeah. Then got hurt, and then now he's the third-string goalie. So bonkers. Against, it's so – he was a little remember – Towards into, towards the deadline, there was talk of the, uh, the Ducks going for Ryan Miller. Yeah, because he uh, actually uh, Hiller had a shutout against the Blues right out of the uh, Olympic break. Olympic break, and then ever, since, since then he went uh, one and five with like a three and a half goals against and a point eight eight one goals uh, save goals against average. So very interesting uh, stat there. So they're going with uh, two rookies. Uh, Frederick Anderson and John Gibson. John Gibson's their big touted, uh, I guess for Blues fans, Jake Allenish. Yep, guy um, play very well. 
further down the stretch and won a couple of games. I think uh, that's kind of like I think Anaheim's only question mark. They're going to try. They're going to have the win one for Timu thing going on. So I think that's going to drive them a lot. Yep. Uh, Dallas though play very well down the stretch. Uh, they play a tough game and they're fast. And uh, so I think that's going to give Anaheim a fit at times. But I think uh, Anaheim has the proven veterans on the team to right the ship. I'm going with uh, Anaheim in five, but a tough five. Wow, in five. I just, I just, uh, I don't. I'm not a fan of Kari Lettinen. That's my thing. Um, I struggle with this matchup. Really? And I struggle with this matchup because of the goaltending on both sides. I tend right now to give the edge to Dallas just because of Lettinen over these two rookies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, it's it's very cliche and old guard to say, but. You're going to go to the Stanley Cup playoffs with two kids who have no idea what it's like to be in that environment. And they have a good team in front of them, but the speed of the Dallas Stars is pretty incredible. Yeah. You know, we've seen it twice. We've, oh, man. You know, when that team gets moving, at least. Tyler Sagan is out of this world. 37 goals I, this year. I've gone back and forth in my head five times just looking at these two logos on how I want to go. I think at the end of the day, the Ducks prevail. I don't think it's easy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that the Ducks squeeze this out. I'm not going to say in five because I think the Stars put up a hell of a fight. I think it's the Ducks in six. But I think just like we talked about last year with the Chicago-Minnesota series. A tough six. I think it's a tough six. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a couple of overtimes in there. And I think that's one of those where every game is a one-goal game. Yep. I think it's going to be out of all of the uh, series in the West, at least, the highest scoring series. I think a lot of back Oh, yeah. yeah. That's going to be a lot, a lot of speed. Lot on each side. Of speed. Uh, I like uh, Vladimir or Vl- Valeri Nishkushkin yep. on Dallas. Uh, Nick Bonino is a... Kind of making a name for himself over there, along with uh, Emerson Edom is another guy. A couple of fast uh, young guys on the Anaheim Ducks. So, good series. So, me and Chris so far are split uh, so far. So, interesting. We did not really talk to each other about who we're taking. Nope. So, this is both kind nope. of a So far, you and I agree on one, and we disagree on one. We disagreed on both? Oh, yeah, we agreed on that one. No. Well, I guess otherwise. technically we agree on two. We disagree on one. We both took the Blues in seven. I took it in seven. You I think it in six. six. Yeah. Uh, I take the Ducks in six. You take Ducks in five. Mm-hmm. I say Avalanche in five. You say Wild in seven. seven. Woof. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And then I think the out of every other series out there, though there are a lot of great series, which I'll be watching a lot of hockey in the next uh, few weeks, uh, out of the West, the second, I think, best series outside of the Blues is the San Jose-LA game. Just think series. about this for a minute. and. It, I don't think this became such a big thing until the Blues had their claps because it didn't seem like us and the Chicago were ever going to play each other. But look at the West and look at the matchup of Chicago-St. Louis and the matchup of San Jose and L.A. Mm -hmm. and realize that in two weeks, two of those teams are done. Yeah, which is crazy. Those are teams that have been at the top of the NHL standings all season long. And two of those teams are not going to get out of the first round. The Ducks, the Sharks, and the Kings have 
all been beating the piss out of each other for five months. Same in, like you say, in the West. Like in our league, it was the Avalanche, Blackhawks, yeah. and Blues doing it. And then they're over on the Pacific, Pacific uh, LA, San Jose, and Anaheim just been trading first place back and forth pretty yeah, much. Yeah, man. I mean, and, and the thing is, is that LA has really kind of been the stepchild in this whole thing for most of the year. Yeah. You know, they had a good run, but really they kind of, they settled into that third spot and really just kind of hung out. Yeah, they're, they're, their lack of goal scoring really is hurting them. Yeah. Look, what can you say about LA that hasn't been said the last two years? It comes down to Jonathan Quick. Yep. As Jonathan Quick goes, the LA Kings go. Yeah, it's going to be a good series because uh, L.A. can they are getting Drew Doherty back. He was out for a little yep. bit near the end of the year. Um, San Jose has got back uh, Tomas Hurdle, who was on fire earlier this year, then had a knee injury and just. I don't expect you're going to see Hurdle put a goal between his legs like he did earlier in the year, though. Yeah, but I, I see him being that's not going to happen against the Quick in the playoffs. Yeah, but I see him being a good factor though on their team. He's got some good speed. He was actually tearing it up. He looked really good when the. Uh, they came to town. I mean, you went to one of the games earlier in the year, and he looked really good. He looked great. So that was, I think that was the game after the between the legs goal. Yeah. So that's why we were uh, watching him uh, really closely. I uh, I agree with you about the L.A., about Quick being basically whatever he does is basically how the team's going to go. 100%. Um, their goal scoring is just as bad as the Blues. Yeah. They struggled quite. They got Marion Gabrick at the deadline, and he's kind of settled in, uh, had shown flashes of his old self. Um just with all the uh, dry island guys that got on their team, I just thought it'd be a lot better. I like Richards. Richards actually got moved down to the fourth line for a while there. Good for him. Um, Jeff Carter, you know, got acquired, you know, brought them to Stanley Cup. Uh, so I don't know. Um, this is one I've really gone back and forth from on. I can see both teams easily doing it. This is going the distance either way. I agree. But I am going with the home ice advantage on this one, which goes to San Jose Sharks. So I'm going with San Jose and seven. Like you said, like we've been saying, it's a term I think we use a lot, but a hard-fought seven. I agree. Uh, you know, this is this matchup really comes down to two things for me. and uh, two, well, two sides of the same thing, and that thing is history. Um, the Kings have been able to ride Jonathan Quick in the last two years all the way to a Stanley Cup into the Western Conference Finals the year before. And it's not like in either of those other seasons they were putting six a game in the net. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Quick has shown and proven that he can steal you a Stanley Cup. He can shut the door and lock games down like no other goalie I've seen in recent in recent history. Yeah. On the other side, the San Jose Sharks have proven to do nothing but disappoint year after year in the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're a team that every year seems to be picked to be, if not coming out of the West, one of the best in the West. And through 82 games, they are. And then they hit the second season, and they fall flat on their ass. And I think this is another year where this happens. I think this goes the distance. I think this is seven games. I think it's bloody. But I think the Kings advance, and I'll take the Kings in seven. That's uh, Like I said, I've... Either pick, I would not even argue with on that one, just because I like both teams. But um, so, yeah, so it's going to be a good series. That's going to be a series that I'll definitely uh, check out because it'll be the late game most nights. I'm sure we'll be chirping with our boy. Yeah, so we'll go back and forth with our buddy in LA. So let's move over to the east, the east side. We'll go with the team that was just a uh, pick to win 
the Stanley Cup by NHL 14. The Boston Bruins versus the Detroit Red Wings. Now, how did NHL 14 pick them to win the playoffs when earlier this year they picked the St. Louis Bruins? They, I guess, redid it today. Oh, uh, you can do that. Apparently you can do that. Okay. So they picked uh, now as Boston. Uh, they didn't, I, didn't read the whole, I didn't read the whole deal. I just kind of saw the headline, and, and um, Tukaraska is the Conn Smythe winner, according to NHL 14. That's why I didn't buy that game. So, you want me to lead on this one? Go for it. How much does it have to suck to fight all year, get the best record in hockey, win the President's Trophy, and your reward for your hard work is to draw the Detroit Red Wings in the first round of the playoffs? Mm-hmm. I mean, talk about working your ass off and getting rewarded with a slap in the face. This series is going to be incredible. Um I give the edge to Boston on numerous things. The smart money says Boston wins this series. Mm-hmm. But there's just something about Detroit. There's something about Detroit in the playoffs that it's so hard to pick against. I think Detroit gives Boston everything they can handle. I think that they steal a game in Boston. And I think they steal a game in Boston early. Maybe game one or game two. But I think over the course of the series, the age of Detroit is going to start to show. Not that Boston is a spring chicken of a team. I take Boston in six, but I really could take Detroit in seven just as easily. But Boston just seems like they're on a mission right now, so I will go Bruins in six. Mm-hmm. That's uh, pretty much where I was heading with it. Like Detroit, I think, is uh, riding a good wave right now, getting to the playoffs. They're 23rd in a row, which I really thought about. About three weeks ago, I was pretty much like, all right, we were all playing like when they come to St. Louis, that's going to be the game we just knock them out of the playoffs. And it would have been so great. It would have been great, but uh, 23rd in a row, so – uh, it looks like they have a new uh, superstar, that's or at least star that's rising on their team, and Gustav Nyquist. Uh, I think he's the that goal he scored against Boston. I don't know if you saw where he Ridiculous. where he uh, took the puck from the blue line and just blew around Chara for yep. and uh, scored a goal where they came back and won that game three to two, which uh, keyed their uh, playoff uh, clinching win. I think the next game. So uh, I think he is going to be a big factor on the series. I agree due to uh, Zetterberg's. Most likely not being in today, yeah. he said that he's more of a round There's two. No way. He said maybe late round one, but uh, I would uh, say round. He said round two for sure today in his press conference. So I would see him not being a factor this series. So that means you're going to rely heavily on Pavel Datsuk. So that means Chara is going to be all over that guy. Yep. So they're going to be very physical with him. Try to knock him off his game. Uh, same with the rest of the forwards. A lot of they don't have a lot of like power forwards anymore uh Bertuzzi's been sitting a lot so he's really not a factor anymore that's why I think Boston's eventually going to wear him down I agree with you about stealing a game early on that game one I can see a shocker and then then Boston kind of riding the ship yep Um, that's kind of how I see this thing too so I I agree there and I think they'll take one possibly a series lead two to one going into game four but then I see uh Boston turning it on and uh winning it I would say uh 
I'll go with six, but like I would not even be surprised if it went seven. Oh, dude, look, and here's the thing, and this is why I struggle with it, is I, I definitely see Detroit taking one of these first two games in Boston. And if you don't think that that crowd in Detroit is going to be so epically loud for that first-round matchup, Boston is going to have to fight and claw and rip a game back from them to get home ice back. It really could go seven, and it could go Detroit. I just think right now the experience and the the fact that this team really seems to have come together at the perfect time, It's you just can't pick against Boston right now. Yep, so both pick Boston and six. Let's go into our next series, the Tampa Bay Lightning versus the Montreal Canadiens. Um, the it, only Canadian team to qualify for the playoffs. Which that's it's gonna be like that for a few years. I believe you're right. Yeah. So I think all those teams are close to refs right now up in uh-huh. Canada, which is sad. But uh, anyway, uh, I think I'll I'll go ahead and start with this one. I think this is my easiest to pick yeah. out of all the series. Yeah. I don't know why. Um, I just been more, very surprised with the Tampa Bay all year. They re- relied heavily on uh, rookies all year. Uh, they got that Ryan Callahan in that deal, and he's looked very good. Uh, coming over has a lot more goals than Martin St. Louis. Uh, makes it, making Tampa Bay look like that trade is like a steal. Getting a couple draft picks totally and agree. him, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like Callahan's doing really well. He might even who knows if he even signs with uh, them or tests the market. But I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed with uh, Tampa Bay in the off season. Uh, I think the big key is the health of Ben Bishop. I think him getting hurt yep. with a wrist injury in the with the last couple of games is very uh, big. Uh, I don't see Anders Lindback. You know, he's played very well this week and got first star this week. I don't see him uh, keying the run. He was basically been hurt on and off, so who knows if he gets hurt too and they run our third string goalie, who I don't even know who that is. So I think that just leaves Montreal, who I think has been just steady all year. I think they can easily uh, overtake uh, Stamkos and the Lightning. I'm going with the Canadians in six. That's just and it's pretty much just based on that Tampa. I just think that they're relying on all the rookies and your goaltending. You don't know if you're getting your goaltender, who has been pretty much the Vesna Trophy winner. I yep. I think he's pretty much got his name on it. Yep. And uh, which Blues fans are still crying about, but it's uh, fine. It's I know. Fine. I'm not even worried about that. We're not getting into that. That's a different. Um, we already had the discussion. But like I said, I think it's Montreal. I think it's more. I just it's very hard to see. See the rookies just keep going. I mean, they've used like so many rookies with so much success, from uh, Andre Pallet, who has been good, who helped my fantasy team that last week. Yeah, and uh, Tyler Johnson is another rookie who came on, who scored a ton of goals. So I did, and I just uh, don't see it. I don't know. They have a lot of they have a lot of guys who can score, but I just think their defense with uh, Mr. Eric Brewer is just not that good. <laughs> I think Victor Hedman's going to have way too much on his plate. I just don't like anybody else on their def- defense. So I think between that and the goaltending being shaky, I just give it to Montreal. Um, one point separated these two teams. I believe it was the last day of the season decided who was going to have home ice. Yep. Like the, the, the matchup was set, but they weren't sure where they were going to start. Yeah, it was Tampa one and a um, Here is my take on, on Tampa Bay. When you have players that are elite – and you, and, and truly 
elite goal scorers. There's very few of those in the league. There's, I would say, three. Yeah. And that's Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, and Steven Stamkos. Correct. Those players play for the playoffs. And those guys seem to find that extra gear and just find the back of the net. Um, you are correct in everything you said about what got Tampa Bay here. Mm-hmm. But I think that now that they are here and the the button has been reset as far as it doesn't matter what your record was before. Carey Price is is, is good. Mm-hmm. And Carey Price has proven, I think, you know, what was it, three years ago when Carey Price didn't even play the playoffs and Halak did yep. and went on that run that got him the deal to come to St. Louis. Carey Price has proven that he is a true number one goaltender. Um, but I don't think that Carey Price is that goaltender that leads you to a Stanley Cup. Not saying that Ben Bishop is, mm-hmm. but I think that the firepower that this team has, and specifically with Stamkos, is going to be too much for Montreal. P.K. Subban, the defensive unit that Montreal has is good. The forwards that Montreal has is good. You know, Placanic is is fine, but I think that you have this punch now of Callahan and and everybody else on Tampa that we've spoken about. I think this one is really going to be kind of a boring series. I don't think anyone's really going to pay attention to this series unless you're a fan of those teams yeah. or you're Canadian. Yeah. Um, I picked Tampa. Um. And I picked Tampa in six, but this just kind of seems like the vanilla ice cream series. Like, I, I don't really care. Yeah, there's really no, like, big, I guess the only storyline out of it is if Bishop's going to be healthy outside of that. Yeah. There's really nothing, like, there's no rivalry between the teams. No, and I just, you know, I think Montreal is, is, is a fine team, and I think these teams are, are, are very evenly matched. And when you get to that, I tend to give the, the edge to the team that's got the superstar goal scorer, and that's Tampa Bay. Yep. I don't doubt you for that, but, yeah, like I said, that was one of the series where I kind of just was like, oh, okay, Montreal. I just wasn't really yeah. thrilled just like even delving into that series. I almost picked an upset for our next uh, series coming up. No way. Almost. Yeah, dude, I don't know, man. I'm really high on that team. But, and we're talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the Columbus Blue Jackets. You are high. I might be. The one versus the eight seed in the uh, East. Uh, I just like the way Columbus is playing. Uh, you can go first on this one. I'll let you go first. Sidney Crosby, game over. Now, I, look. The Pittsburgh Penguins, again, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, is a team that is built for the playoffs. They just are. And there's, you know, it it befuddles me that you can have 
Mark Andre Fleury in goal, and he's a question mark now. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, he's he's obviously not the goaltender that he was two three years ago, and he is one of those guys that I think, much like a lot of goal scorers, that will get stuck in his own head. Mm. He'll give up a bad goal, and it'll just stick with him, and he'll just make the same mistake over and over and over and over. Kind of like Halak at times. Yeah, um, but dude, like, look up and down that roster, and it's oh, just yeah. it's. All-star after all-star after all-star after all-star. And with all respect to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and my respect for that team really comes from the front office with J.D. and Yarmo mm-hmm. and works its way down from there. I just, there's no way that the Columbus Blue Jackets hang with the Pittsburgh Penguins. I Penguins in five. Wow. Um, I, like I said, I almost, but I... You know, at the end of the day, I believe like the depth of the Pittsburgh Penguins is going to be a lot. Um, this game, this series, solely rests on Mark Andre Fleury. If yep. he's not sharp, I'd see Columbus actually eking this one out possibly. But also on the flip side, it's also on Sergey Bobrovsky. Sure. Too like last year they missed it out by like a point last year. Yep. Sticking into the AC last year, so they're close. Um, they remind this team reminds me of the Blues 2006, eight 2008 team that uh, came in with a that huge like winning streak at the end of the year, the sneak into the playoffs oh. for the first time in a long time, and then just got to face the uh, Vancouver Canucks and just got swept. Oh, sawed. Yeah, yeah. So I just think it's gonna be something like similar to that. Uh, I think it's gonna be a lot closer than that. I'm gonna p- go with Pittsburgh in six. Um, it, like I said, it relies a lot on Flurry. Uh, I think Columbus played very well down the stretch. They're yeah. uh, a lot more; they'll be a lot phys- more physical than a lot of the other teams in the East. A lot of teams in the East are very uh, outside Columbus of Boston. Plays a very Western Conference style of hockey due to where they were last year since they got moved. Yeah, over this I mean, year. well, you look at both them and Detroit. In Detroit, not less. so much Detroit because they're very entrenched with who they are. But you're right, Columbus is a product of their environment, yeah. and that's the team that grew up in the shadow of Chicago, St. Louis, Nashville, yeah. and and learned very early that if you wanted to compete, you needed to be able to punch. Yeah, so I can see them uh, going after Crosby, Malkin, uh, Jack Johnson is a pain back there. So is James Wisniewski, uh, but those two guys can also rush the puck. Which is they're not just guys that will like punch you down. So I, I just agree with you, Pittsburgh in six. Um, but this is another series that if a Mark Andre Fleury is not sharp, I can see it going easily to seven, if not uh, Columbus eking it out. So uh, we'll go into our last series, which is a uh, I guess the outside of the couple other teams, it's probably the best rivalry game on the East yep. side easily. Uh, the Rangers versus the Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Um, Philadelphia came in after starting off horribly this year. Real bad. Uh, Claude Giroux said he guaranteed a playoff berth, and he got it. So uh, the Rangers have the home ice in this series. Um, after they made the Martin St. Louis trade, uh, he hasn't really played that well, but he's starting to get a couple goals here and there near the end. So maybe he's finally... Uh, gelling with his teammates. Uh, I think uh, also Vincent LeCavier on the other side was very interesting. Uh, moved yeah. to the fourth line when they played the Blues, and he actually looked really good. So maybe that helped him out. And so he might add some little punch down to their uh, lower lines, the bottom six. Um, 
This is the, probably the toughest out of the East series, I, I think. totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. I went back and forth on this one. This is similar to the San Jose uh, LA game for me. Yep. Um, I'm still wavering, sadly enough. I just changed my in my head. I just almost changed it. <laughs> but I'm going to stick with Philadelphia in seven. Okay. Uh, I think I like Philly's, uh, you know, basically they can play either style. They can mm-hmm. a very grind. They're very down, versatile. Or they can play the up and down game. They have the forwards to do that. But they also have the power forwards to wear you down, forecheck, uh, get in on your uh, defensemen, wear them down, and play that style of game. So I'm thinking Philadelphia in seven. Um, this series to me seems a lot like the Chicago-St. Louis series, not in regards to um, so much the injuries or the health of the teams, but in regards to um, familiarity with each other. And I think when you have a matchup like that, you can throw the records right out the window. Um, dude, these teams don't like each other. These teams are, are overly familiar with the style of hockey they play. Um, I, not to reiterate, but just to echo some of the things you just said, I I think that Claude Giroux has decided to put this team on his back and refuse to lose. And that reminds me very much of Marc Messier in 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the New York Rangers are a team without an identity offensively. Yeah, Obviously, I would give the goaltending edge to the Rangers. Um, but again... Hank is a guy who has gone through spells where he's looked god awful as well. Yeah, he was. Uh, I yeah, I know that he was on my fancy team to start. Yeah, that really hurt you. I could tell. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, again, I think Hank can can win you a game, and I, I suspect that he will in this series. I think that Lundqvist will steal a game or two, um, but. Being pushed for a prediction, I think that there is more strength and more firepower and more grit on the Philadelphia side in this matchup. And I'm going to go with Philadelphia in six. It's an interesting uh, series for sure because I know Steve Mason, who's somehow turned it on and looked like a goaltender after his disastrous Columbus run, Yep, uh, got hurt in the last game of the year upper body injury so emory came on and relief and played okay so mason is still uncertain going into this game so that could be a factor i'm still sticking with philly um i just think emory he can be solid i mean he'd be fine uh they actually i, ex- they, I do too they extended uh andrew mcdonald today actually i saw that so. which is it's a great move that was a great pickup for them again another move of uh um the Islanders just not knowing what they're doing with anything. I think he didn't want to resign. They offered him a, they offered him almost the same not the same, but very similar in dollar contract. They offered him four years sixteen million dollars. Yeah, but didn't Philadelphia basically get him for a song? Yes, which was surprising. Which that's uh, yeah. And he and he wasn't making that much, which I was like, Man, I don't know if they have blues can fit him under the cap, but I, I at some point sense. I would love not, to have him, but not to get off topic. I mean, dude, I could do an entire hour on the absurd things that the Islanders have done. But at some point, you got to think that that um, Anaha's game, his name is escaping me from the Islanders. Um, Tavares is going to go to them and be like, "Dude, 
And he signed for a cheap guy. I mean, like six mil a year, which is for get a superstar cheap. Me somebody to play with, or ship me out. Yeah, I wouldn't mind the Blues making a run at him, but that's a different story. So uh, it looks like McDonald's contract was a six year for thirty million, so a little more than what filled up what uh, Islanders offering, which was four year at sixteen million dollars. I remember, yeah. but I think it was more he wanted to. Test the market, but I guess he likes playing in Philadelphia. So one other guy off. The Dude, market. who wouldn't? I mean, their fans are always talked as the rudest and, and and all that. But dude, Philly's a great hockey market. Yep, they love hockey up there. So I doesn't surprise me at all. I guess a bonus. Good fake boxers. <laughs> Correct. The uh, I guess a bonus NHL news, which would brag us quote unquote breaking for right now. Where's our Where's our breaking news? I don't have that, but uh, <laughs> the uh, Florida Panthers will have the number one pick in the NHL draft. This uh, winning, beating out the uh, that team I can't think of right now, Buffalo Sabers. Buffalo yet again finding ways to lose. I think they're going to wind up tanking again next year for uh, uh, Connor McDavid, who's basically the next coming of uh, Sidney Crosby from everything that's out there. Now. Is he really going to be that, or is this one of those things like a lot of people are? That's what I'm just. That's just everything. What everybody's saying. I've never seen. I've seen a couple of YouTube clips, and he looks good. But I mean, it's just YouTube clips. I mean, Alexander Drake looked good. Uh-huh. You know. Hold on, we're late, but I got it for you. There you go. Real sound effects. All right, now you have your breaking news. All right. And the Florida Panthers win the NHL lottery. All right. There you guys go. So, a little news there before the uh, playoff starts. Some uh, good games tomorrow. And uh be a fun uh, ride here. So, thanks for listening. And, uh, like, if you want to listen to the Blues matchup, there should be the podcast before this. I'll post this after the Blues one. So Yeah, don't think we forgot about that one. So we that was- are in-depth Blues Blackhawks coverage on the podcast, which is your regularly scheduled podcast. This is your bonus rest of the league podcast. Yep. So thanks, everybody, for listening. I like all the uh, feedback we're getting on uh, Twitter. Get some more and more people uh, listening. Uh, I think with the playoffs being here, I think it's a good time uh, get the word out there. Just uh, thanks for everybody for listening. Like I said before, yeah, protect your neck. Yeah, correct. Uh, th- also, which I didn't mention on our last podcast, we uh, skipped some of our regular segments, aka the Blues Hall of Shame jersey I think watch. We ne- I think we need to suspend the Hall of Shame until after the playoffs. Yes, that's what I was kind of going with. We discussed it, but then I didn't bring it up. I figured we just try to be positive going into the yes. Playoffs. It's all positive. All positive mojo. There is no shame in the blues right now. Yep. All positive mojo until there's a parade down Market Street in June. Correct. And then once uh, all the playoffs are over, like I said, uh, I think we discussed on just doing uh, like the draft roundup and then maybe the first weekend of free agency. And then sure. we will take the break for the summertime. Indeed. It won't be the – there's a couple of hockey, hockey podcasts I listen to that do it every week. To the summer, but yeah. I mean, look, if there's important blues news, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll break in with breaking news. <laughs> Correct, and we'll uh, record one here and there. But we're gonna ride out the playoffs and uh, hopefully be uh, in there to the end. And then the blues will have a night that parade down Market Street, and we'll be there. 
We will uh, talk. We'll, so to we'll you set again. up. We'll set up the podcast right there on the street and have people yell at us. We will we talk to you again. I guess after probably game three. Let's see because Sunday is Easter, and I doubt either of us are going to be able to get away for that. Correct. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk to you again after Game Three. Uh, Blues Blackhawks starts mm-hmm. Thursday. God, please, just I need we need Game One. Just need Game One. I've asked you for a lot of crappy things in the past, God, and this is just you and me talking off the hip. Ignore that this is on tape. Ignore Jason's in the room. I know in years past I've asked you for a great many things, and, and some of those have been very foolish. And for the most part, you've been there to have my back. You've been a solid homie. I just want to beat the Blackhawks. That's all I want. If you could really just help us kick the piss out of Chicago, I know it's not your forte to be all mean, but those guys suck, God, and you know they suck. You know, I mean, you know, you know when you made Patrick Kane that you kind of screwed up a little bit, and that's okay. Just don't, don't let him win. Yeah. Just this time, and then next round we'll say another one. For and another one next time, but one round at a, one round at a time. God, I don't want to be overly like all up in your business. I know you got a lot of stuff to do. It's your son's birthday this weekend, not birthday, but you know, like anniversary of him coming home. It's his homecoming, and that's cool. Just. Screw Patrick Kane, yay Jesus, and let the Blues win. Yep, I'll light a candle on Sunday. That's what I'm saying. I'll light a candle too, God. I'll light a candle for Jesus and the Blues. And I'll give some money to you too, so we'll be good. (laughs) Get all the positive mojo we can. That's right. We'll pray to whoever we need to. I'll eat fish all day Friday. Um, Me too. Sure. I'm not even Catholic, God, and I'll eat fish. Yeah, I am. I'll I'll eat the fish for Jason so Jason can have my hamburger. Ooh, that's true. I should actually I should probably eat fish. Ooh. So Okay. Just for all positives. Thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next week. Go blues.